You're listening to the Get Confident Podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. You're here to create career confidence, financial freedom, and abundance for yourself in 2024. You want to progress in your career through employment or starting your own business, and I am here to help you every step along the way. In this podcast, we talk mindset, strategies, practical tools, and frameworks to help you achieve your goals now so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode because we are going deep into the logistics of how you can literally launch your business within 28 days. This also gives you everything you need in order to get your first client, like your first paying client. So this episode is a goodie. I mean, they're all goodies, right? And I say that every single time, but like this one, it's going to be epic for you. So make sure that you uh, have some way, shape or form where you can take notes. Otherwise, you're going to have to listen to this episode a couple of times to make sure that you don't miss any important information. So what we're going to go through today is literally from day one all the way through to day 28, but I'm not going to do a day by day. I'm going to do a week by week for you because, you know, some of these things will take a little bit of time for you to work through. So if we do it a week by week basis, it's going to help you to be able to, you know, go through the process from start to finish. Now, the reason why I want to do this episode, there's a couple of reasons. First thing is I believe we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And when we do this, we overthink it. We tend to procrastinate. We tend to do anything and everything but actually starting the business. Like you have no idea how many times I would outline a a business, outline a product or a service, do all of the things except for actually launch it in my previous life. To be honest, even sometimes in the work that I'm doing now with this being my full-time business, there's times I get super excited about an idea and and do all the behind the scenes stuff and then never actually launch it because I lose inspiration. So what we don't want to do is the things that overcomplicate it, the things that procrastinate, make us procrastinate and the things that slow us down from actually getting paying customers. Because the reality is you are not a business owner you are not an entrepreneur if you aren't making money, if you don't have someone willing to pay you in return for some form of value exchange, be it a service, product, whatever. So how can we and how do we make this more complicated other than what I've already shared? We tell ourselves this like binary list of things that we need to have before we can get started. Uh, That might be the things like the the qualification, you know, whatever it is you're you're interested in, you know that you're skilled at it, but you think you need to have a specific qualification, degree, certificate, or whatever in order to be qualified enough to go for it and to start making money from this thing. We also like to overcomplicate all of the the gear, the equipment that we need. Um, I think things have changed a little bit now that we've experienced COVID, where we got to work from home and create this vibe of 
home life and work life kind of integrating into one. Not that that's necessarily a great thing, but I mean, it is good when you're wanting to start a business because it it takes away that barrier of thinking that you have to have a fancy office space, something that you have to invest a lot of money into. You have to sign into a lease, all that kind of stuff. You don't need to do that. I know though that that's still something that people, maybe yourself might think is holding you back or keeping you stuck from going ahead and starting your business. Another thing around that equipment area is just having to have it. You know, I've heard so many stories of people um, talking about, oh, I I need a new laptop or I need this cool setup. I need um, this new phone. I need this, this, this. The reality is the phone you probably have right now will be perfect enough to get you started. Okay, and as long as you've got a bank account, some way people can pay you an idea, you can pretty much go for it. So don't let those elements plus overthinking or just any form of distraction hold you back. Okay, so something that I was taught when I first got into business, which was back in 2016, I was working for an entrepreneurial development company. And what they did is literally trained people how to become entrepreneurs, how to start their first businesses. So I've been in this world since 2016. What they taught me is that cash is king for these purposes, because I'm all about that woman's empowerment life. It is cash is queen. Now, the meaning behind this is that if you do not have cash, you do not have business. If you do not have cash, you are like a sinking ship. You're not going to go very far. So before you go and invest a heap of your own money into getting this business off the ground, into making it perfect, essentially that's doing the opposite of cash is queen. So what you want to do instead is do the best you can to get your idea, to get your product, to get your business out there in the world to start making money, which you can then reinvest back in into growth, uh, into, I guess, perfecting and tidying it up, tidying up what it is that you're offering and putting out there into the world. And, you know, it becomes this kind of like self-funding thing. So it's never expecting you to put exuberant amount of your own money in to get started or in to keep going okay that shouldn't be the only way that you can get started I know that for some businesses depending on what it is it's a powerful way but to me and my experience and what I've been learned and what I've what I've been learned what I've been taught and what I've seen is that cash is queen we want to have that from the start uh, and the best way is usually by getting customers right getting customers straight away So how can we go from where we are now, whether that's working, whether that's a stay-at-home mom, whether that is a person who's just finished some form of uh, certification, qualification, university degree type thing, through to launching your own business? Well, week one The focus needs to be on crafting your idea. This is on developing what it is that you're actually going to be putting out there, what it is that you want to get money in return for delivering, teaching, educating, whatever, to your customer. So there's so many different ways that you can go about this, right? But something that I've 
always found really helpful for myself and for my clients is to start by identifying your passions, your skills, and your interests. Because business can be a lonely road. Business can be a stressful road. And if you are doing something that you enjoy, that brings you joy, you are more likely to stick with it. I heard this crazy stat yesterday talking about how something like 98% of businesses fail within their first four years um, or even first two years. It's wild. So something that can make us more likely to succeed, one, cash is queen, and two, crafting an idea or an offer that actually brings you joy. This doesn't have to be the thing that lights you up the most to get out of bed every day, like it just highly pumps you up, but it should be something that, you know, brings you a bit of um, joy into your life. Keep this in mind that 95% of the time, The person you want to help in some way, shape, or form, which we'll figure out, is the person that you were in the past. This could be you one year ago, you two years ago, you five years ago. It really doesn't matter. But if you're thinking about your passions, your skills, your interests, and the type of person you were or the, the way, shape, and form you were experiencing life or an area of your life one, two, or five years ago, that could be the perfect idea or perfect offer for you to craft to be how you get this business off the ground. So for me, I got my first paying client in 2016. I was going back through my old emails doing research for this episode because I wanted to have it handy for you. And in August 2016, I got an email from my first client and it was her reaching out to me saying she wanted to work with me all that good stuff now the things she wanted my help with were things that I had experienced 18 months to two years prior and that I had overcome believe it or not this was all around health and wellness I used to be massively obsessed with health and wellness Um, I didn't eat any sugar any processed food I didn't drink alcohol I didn't any of the things And based on the amazing health impacts I had from that, this woman then wanted to work with me to teach her how I did it. So, you know, that's an example of how my very first customer and offer was me or a previous version of me. Okay, so that's just a little idea for you. Going on your passion, skills, interest, thinking about who you have been in the past, what you've overcome, that can give you something really good to start with. Now, one of my clients, Dee, we've had her on the podcast before, she got into, like, I guess her life kind of turned, I want to say upside down, definitely wasn't upside down, that makes it sound negative, but her life changed when her husband had some health challenges come up. Now, how her life changed is that she decided to adapt the way that they eat their whole lifestyle to try and help heal these issues that her husband was experiencing. That then became the core element of the business that together she landed on. She started as her first offer by creating workshops teaching people simple but effective ways that they can improve their eating at home. So 
working with her, she had this life situation, this past version of her, this challenge challenge that she had overcome. And then it turned into this passion hobby for her. So it was a bit of both turned once she met me into a business that she's still doing today. And her and I came up with that back in, oh gosh, like the end of 2021. So that business that Dee is doing is still thriving and and going really, really well. So that is a few thoughts on how you can craft your idea. This is the thing you want to focus on in the first week. It doesn't need to be perfect because, believe it or not, this will change as you move through. It might even change as you keep going through the next three weeks, but it will very likely change once you start getting paying customers and once you start getting more experience and crafting um, you know, yourself, your positioning, all that good stuff. So don't stress on what this first offer is, just... Let your curiosity take charge and lead you, which I know for some of you is very challenging, but let's give it a go. (laughs) Week two is all about finding your customer, finding your very first customer. Now, I'm not saying in week two, just like go out and do it, but we're going to do some behind the scenes research. So if you can focus on the terminology here is identifying your target audience. It is the segment of the market who are the perfect fit for what you are thinking you will put out there. So let's go with D's workshop. That target customer is a person who is wanting to create more health and well-being. It's a person who is time poor and wants to be taught how to do something efficiently. It is a person who wants to grow a community and wants to potentially get outside of their comfort zone because they're willing to admit, hey, I want to be healthier. Hey, I, I want to learn how to do something that for some people is really basic. But for me, um, I, I want to use this as an opportunity to one, learn, and to two, meet other people like me. So as you heard there, I just waffled off some random things. Now, I can do this because I've been doing this since 2016, and you tend to get a feel for it. One thing I will tell you is that everyone is not your customer. I used to be a judge and a mentor for the Young Enterprise Scheme, which is all about teaching high school kids how to start their first businesses. And the amount of students that would come to their pitch and they would pitch their beautiful business idea, something like lip gloss or T-shirts or, um, you know, things like that. And they would then say as part of their pitch, our target customer is everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're 15 at high school or whether you're 65 and retired. Our product is for you. And unfortunately, all the judges would naturally mark down points because that is something that is just not true. Not everybody wants what you're offering. And that is a good thing. The more you can refine and get specific about the type of person who's interested in what you're putting down, the easier it will be for you to bring them on board as your clients, as your customers. It may feel 
weird and counterintuitive and like you're closing the door to some people and oh no, but what if they, you know, what if they want to buy and yada, yada. There's no reason why anybody can't buy your product. You're just committing and saying that that's not the person I'm targeting. Like this is the specific person that I want to talk to. If anything, it makes it a whole lot easier. So one way that I love to do this is when you've got the offer, again, that example of D with her workshops, is to think about a person you already know. Think about a person in your life today. They may be somebody that you work with. They may be somebody that you've been friends with for a really long time. It may be a family member. It really doesn't matter who they are, how close they are to you or how far away. The idea is you want to be able to visualize a person inside your mind. And this is exactly what I've done every single time I've started a business, which is why I recommend think about a person you already know, because chances are you know someone who would be an ideal fit for what you're planning on putting out there, okay? So when you think about this person, you're going to have a mental picture of them, literally, in your mind. You then want to think about what do they like? What do they need? What do they struggle with? What are their fears? Where do they spend time online? How do they learn? Do they learn? Do they read books? Do they watch YouTube videos? Or no, they're not into professional development. Okay, that's fine. And once you've kind of collated these thoughts, you can take this an extra step further and get in touch with this person or anyone who you know is like this person. Okay, so you've got your target customer now. You've got the person who you think in your mind. This is just a hypothesis at this point. You've got them in your mind. You think, okay, I think this person would be a good fit. Now you want to reach out to them and tell them like, hey, I'm actually planning on launching a business. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got this idea and I hope you don't mind, but I just want to pick your brains about it. I just want to run it past you and get your thoughts. I have found, and I've been taught by my mentor way back when, and it's always stuck with me, that when you say to someone, hey, can I pick your brains about something? Obviously with a bit of context, or can I get your thoughts on this? They want to help. Like innately, we as humans want to help. We are, you know, supportive people. We want the best for others. And so if we can, if it fits in our calendar, our schedule, our life, whatever, we will. So the advance there is to get in touch with someone, ask them to pick their brains. And essentially what you're doing is you are putting yourself in an opportunity where you can validate the things that you have documented down about this ideal customer. You know, when you wrote down what they like, what they need, what their fears are, this meeting with them is your opportunity to ask them questions that allows them in their own words to help you paint a picture of who your ideal customer is. And to go even further, you could keep this person in mind to actually ask them if they want to be your client, 
to be your customer, if they want to sign up for whatever it is that you are putting together as part of this plan to launch your business within 28 days. So that there is week two, getting clear on the target customer. Now, week three, this is something that I love. It's all about pricing because when it comes to the money of things, people freak out. Or you do the flip side where you go kind of like blue sky thinking and you think, wow, I'm going to get so rich. I'm going to make so much money. And what that unfortunately does is it becomes overwhelming because you're not quite sure on the how yet uh, and you don't do anything. That was me for a long time, okay? Even though I was working in the space of startup business and entrepreneurship and I had a couple of clients, anytime I set really big financial pricing or or annual income goals, I never did anything, okay? So don't be that person. It, it I guess it slows down your progress, okay? Now, when it comes to pricing your offer, as you move on, as you solidify or validate this offer. Remember right now, it's still just an idea. We're not quite a hundred percent on it yet because we're open. We're curious that it's probably going to change throughout this process. Over time, you will be able to incorporate in your pricing things like all of the costs it takes to run your business, um, profit margins that you want. That's the extra money you want after you've paid yourself, after you've paid for all your business expenses, after you've paid tax, that's how much extra you want just for fun, just because. But right in the beginning, I just need you to find a price that feels good. So I recently did this with a client of mine and I'm really glad that we had this conversation actually, because we we just put together her offer And then it came time to price it because luckily for her, she already had a person who wanted to work with her. She'd done this pre-work of finding the target customer, picking their brains, telling them all about it, to which they responded, I want in. She had to tell them, oh, I'll have to come back to you because I don't know my price yet. Ideally, we don't want that, right? Ideally, you would know the price so that if someone wants it, you can sign them up straight away. But that's okay. You know, especially in this process, we're just doing it week by week to try and make it not so overwhelming. In an ideal world, you would have it all figured out, signed, sealed, and delivered the second someone says they, they want to make it happen and work with you. Now, I was working through this with a client and we had her package um, all, all lined out. And I said to her, you know, the important thing is that you can confidently say this price out loud. Because if you know that one day you want to charge $200 per hour, but you can't for the life of you imagine yourself saying it right now, you won't. You will procrastinate. You will say, oh, I'll come back to you or I'll email you. And instantly your confidence, sometimes even your credibility goes down the drain. So in order to mitigate this and stop yourself from experiencing this, You want to make sure you choose a value or a price that you can say out loud. So the package in this example was weekly sessions with a client. She is um, the, the, my client 
is becoming a life coach and her service is life coaching to people who are trying to, um, you know, develop themselves personally so that they can have more love and happiness and fulfillment in their life. It's a really beautiful package, actually. And I was sitting around that, you know, maybe like $45 per session. Notice I said per session. We'll get to that in a second. $45 per session. And she said, you know what, Janelle? I'm really glad you said that because I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking, what do I feel good to say out loud? What feels good to me in my heart that I know is worth what I'm giving in return? And I think $50 a session. Incredible. $50 per session. Beautiful pricing. Great starting point because when you think of minimum wage or you think of what you might be getting paid as an employee, that might be, I don't know, it really depends what you do, but it could be in that, you know, 25 to 35-ish dollar mark. Now, when you're coming into starting this new side business, you want to feel confident in what you're charging and you also want to not charge so low that it makes more sense for you just to stay employed. Okay. You want to have it be able to get some kind of leg up. So $50 is a really great place to start for what this client of mine is delivering to her client. But the most important thing, like I've said, is to make sure that you can confidently say it. All right. In my business, since I've been full-time in my business, um, which happened back in July 2022, my prices have changed multiple times for varying different services that I offer. And every time I've always (laughs) made sure if I get this feeling that my prices need to go up based on getting really good client testimonials, based on, um, you know, feeling like my clients are getting really good results, um, even sometimes personal bills going up, like it really doesn't matter what the price is. My belief is that as a business owner, you get to charge whatever you believe the value is in exchange for. Now, My prices have increased multiple times and each time I have had to get really comfortable and make sure that I am comfortable saying the new value out loud to the point where sometimes I've got like, I'm I'm so ready. I'm so looking for the moment where someone asks me, how much do you charge so that I can practice? Okay. And it's a really great, like uncomfortable position to put yourself in, but it gets easier and easier every time. And so when you first start your business, when you don't quite have all that confidence yet, start lower, but make sure it's something that you feel compensates you and that you feel confident saying out loud. Now, before I prefaced how my client and I had discussed a price per session, that's because we're all going to package our offers or our services differently. You don't necessarily want to charge by the hour. You might charge by a package. I charge for a package. And so what some people do is they will break down my package pricing and figure out in their own mind uh, an hourly rate that I charge. Yet I don't believe that that's my hourly rate because believe it or not, I do put a lot of extra work into prepping for my client sessions and engaging with clients outside of our one-on-one sessions. So for me, it truly is a, a package price. But when it comes to selling time for money, if I was to charge it like that, that then means that you have to be doing hourly sessions. And it also, in a way, it makes it harder, right? Like I say in, to all of my clients, look, we book in 55-minute client sessions 
If it takes us 55 minutes to get wherever we're going to go, we're going to take up the full time. If not, we'll end it early. To be honest, no one ever ends it early because there's always so much to go through and it's, you know, just a great time to get <laughs> really good clarity from your coach. I mean, why, why wouldn't you take up all the time? But for me, again, I don't feel like I'm charging an hourly rate. So it's just that terminology and that language of I'm charging $50 per session and it just so happens it takes me an hour or I'm charging $50 per 45 minute session, you know, like it, it doesn't have to be dollars per hour. And that's something that from an employee mindset can be really um, interesting to navigate that change. So just wanted to share that with you. Now, as we're coming into week three, we're going to look at selling your offer or like putting your offer out there. So in order to be able to sell your offer, you want to be thinking what would be the easiest way for me to get this new offer, this new idea out into the world. Now, I know you may be thinking, okay, I need business cards. I need all my social media. I need to spend money on ads. I need to build a website. I need to start a Pinterest, whatever. All of those things are incredible. However, they are not what you need right now on this mission of starting your business within four weeks. I believe that you can start your business and that your first customer is somebody you already know. That may be somebody you know really well. It may be somebody who you've, you know, met in circles or you hang out in the same circles. You might not be that close to them, but like you've met this person or you've engaged with them in some way, shape or form. You know, it might even be an online DM relationship thus far. Who knows? You know that better than I do. Now, my first client that I was talking about earlier and how she emailed me, I met her in person once we had a really good conversation and then I went on my way and three weeks later she emailed me the beautiful email telling me everything she wanted my help with and how she wanted to pay me for my services the difference is that then I didn't have a coaching business like this woman has changed my life she's literally the reason I started my business in the first place so I'm incredibly grateful to her but this just proves my point that your first customer is somebody who you already know. So if you go back to your ideal customer that we did in week two, and if you remember the person who you reached out to to pick their brains, now that you've got your offer, now that you've got your pricing, why don't you re-engage with that person, especially if they seemed interested? If they didn't seem interested, then why is that? And that's where some of your tweaks in your offer may come from. But if they did seem interested, go back to them. And this for me in my experience, both as an employee in like sales and marketing type roles and as a business owner has worked really well because it's an opportunity for you to learn, to grow, and also to put yourself out there in a way that feels safe. It's someone who you already know, even if you don't know them very well, it's okay. So that's when, if they were vibing it, you can say, hey, like, here's the deal. Here's the price. Here's the result you're going to get at the end of it. 
do you want to give it a go? And fingers crossed, they say yes. And if not, that's okay too. But you would just do exactly the same thing. You would think, okay, who do I already know who fits this ideal customer who um, might be in a position to gain value from this offer that I'm putting out there? How can I get in touch with them? How can I engage with them? I'm going to do whatever's easiest for me to get in front of them, whether that's sending them a DM, giving them a phone call. I need to pick your brains. And that's literally it. Like we're not teaching you by we, I mean me, Janelle, (laughs) and my puppy, Maggie, who's asleep. (laughs) I'm not teaching you how to go and do all these incredible marketing strategies and launching LinkedIn and all, all the things. You don't need that right now. What you need is your first paying customer because cash is queen and all it takes is one customer to validate your idea. It does not have to be hard. So you're going to do that as many times as it takes to get your first customer. And if this means tweaking your offer slightly, that's okay. You know, as long as that feels good to you, that is okay. That is four weeks to starting your business, and getting your first customer. It really isn't any harder than that. We make it harder. You're going to craft your idea. You're going to find out who your target customers are. You're going to put a price on it that you feel comfortable with, that makes you feel good, that you're happy to say out loud. And then you're going to go out there and sell the offer. You're not going to complicate it. You're not going to make business cards, do Facebook ads, set up a website. None of that needs to happen Now, it will happen. Don't get me wrong. It will happen and it should happen, but not right now. And by following all of these steps, giving a little bit of time and a little bit of energy every day or every second day, you will be well prepared to launch your business in just 28 days. Now, if this sounds interesting to you, maybe even inspiring to you and like an exciting endeavor for 2024, I would love to invite you to check out my new program called My First Business. We are taking you through the how in very simple step-by-step ways, along with a few added extras, so that at the end of four weeks, you will finish with your very first business plan That becomes your Bible for your business success. And you will have everything you need to close your first client. You most likely will be able to make back the money that you've invested in it. If this feels good to you, if this feels like it could be something that could change your life, (laughs) check out the link in the description of my brand new program, My First Business. This is taking everything that I have learned from 2016 right through to now 2024. It is taking out all the fluff. It is taking away the shit. Everything you don't need when it comes to getting started so that you can do the do simply, easily, effectively and start making money. I mean, like business is about a lot more than just money, but again, It's not a business if you're not making money. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Get Confident podcast. I am excited. My cheeks feel red. I just feel so warm because as I'm recording this, this is the first time I've announced out loud about my program, my brand new program. Um, 
So I hope that you like it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to go check out the link in the description below to learn all about my new program, My First Business.